This is the Odd Father podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hello again, Pastor Chris Matthews, a man who loves God but finds God baffling. Indeed, and welcome to you, Dr. Pete Court, a man who is after the answers, but is more importantly interested in the right questions. Indeed, and the question today is is really quite fundamental, I think, to the way we see, perceive, understand Christians, the church, God, and all that stuff. It's it's one of these ones that gets bent out of shape. Very simple question. Ladies and gentlemen, ponder your answer. Does God, Chris, does God want you to be comfortable? No. All right, moving on. Next week we go. Okay, because I think a lot of us, and we've we've mentioned this before, that people come to church and they they want everything, they want their problem solved, they want God to solve all their problems, and and it doesn't happen, and people get disgruntled and run away. Um, What, what, if God's not bringing us comfort, then what is the point? Well, I mean, I think there's a fine line between what you're saying. I mean, God answering (laughs) prayer and him being interested in our comfort are not necessarily mutually exclusive events. Right. Um, I think that if we pray for things to make us comfortable, Mm -hmm. I think we're probably going to get a very sore head from banging it against a wall that isn't particularly going to move Um, because I think there's far more purpose to our lives than comfort. Ah, okay, okay. I think that comfort can be part of it, but I don't think it's meant to be a constant in our lives. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with having times in our life when we are comfortable, Mm. but I I have a very strong feeling that that's not supposed to be the norm. Right. Okay, good. Because that's how it feels. (laughs) It definitely does. So I I, I guess um, can we we be – uh, can, can God be a God of discomfort then? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, well I, I believe so. So does God want, this is where it gets really curly, does God want to cause you, Chris, and me, Pete, discomfort? Yes. And I think it's, uh, uh, there's, a, there's an old story that I've, I've used as a sermon illustration several times <laughs> about a stranger who's looking for directions and he comes right. up to an old farm. And there's a, an old farmer in a rocking chair with a hunting dog sitting next to him. And he goes to ask the farmer directions. And as he's asking, the hunting dog just sits there and goes, oh. <laughs> and sort of the guy looks startled and the farmer doesn't say anything. So he's, they keep talking and out of the blue again, suddenly this hound just howls. Oh. And he's, he finally says to the farmer, he says, what's wrong with your dog? And uh, he says, oh, he's sitting on a nail. And he says, why, why doesn't he move? And he says, well, it doesn't hurt that much. <laughs> Just enough for him to complain. <laughs> and I think that sometimes discomfort in our lives mm. is to get us off our backsides mm. to doing the things that God has purposed for us in our lives. Right. So, yes, I believe that God can very intentionally be a God of discomfort. And this actually ties back into your other point, which is like, well, prayer is not about comfort. No. Prayer is about being pushed, something's wrong, What? God, help me work out what is wrong, rather than God, help me to not feel like everything's wrong or help me to be comfortable. It's about God, help me to figure out what is uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I guess also the other thing about what is wrong, yeah. uh, if we're thinking what is wrong with my life because I'm not comfortable, yeah. as opposed to what is wrong with my life because it's stopping me doing what I th- think I should be doing, 
they're, they're quite different sort of attitudes to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, so there's a whole – and you're right, there's a whole lot of stuff underlying that that as an individual everyone's going to be different that you're going to need mm. to pick through. And there are all sorts of things like when your life is going to crap, sometimes it is your own fault because you've done stupid things and God does care about that but he's not going to rescue you from your own mess. No. He's going to help you rescue yourself from yes. your own mess. And so that relationship is really important in that but it's not going to make things comfortable no. and it's not going to solve the problems you've – we're kind of asked to do that ourselves, are we? Sort of. But then I guess this is something that Christians don't really have a grasp of, is that because we think of God as sinless, pure, clean, if you like, right? we get the feeling that when we're in the poop, that God can't <laughs> be there with us because he's clean and holy. But I think that the biggest mistake we make is to think that God is not with us in, that, the, in the crap. That is actually one of the most fundamental things I remember from Sunday school with somebody and, and, and it was one of these descriptions of how, why we need to be forgiven to get to heaven. And it's really irked me and I think it's wrong um, why we can't get to heaven because we're not perfect, because we're not right and why we need to be made right. And that the analogy that's often used is a glass of water and if you put a little tiny bit of dog poo in it, okay, are you going to drink the water? And this is what you're saying. And this irks me because, I, no, I'm not going to drink the water with the dog poo. But God, to put it bluntly, God would. Yes. I, I mean, God doesn't preclude being in your worst place hmm. and your worst, most sinful. I mean, God lives in prisons. God lives in crime gangs. Yes. God is there. He's trying to bring about that change and trying to bring love in that place. And I think that whole analogy of the, the, the poo and the drinking water just really is actually wrong. It gives you a wrong image of God. It gives you that, yeah, yeah it gives you that picture that God, as soon as I get right, I can be with God. Yes. Uh, and also, I, I think it's, it's, we're fooling ourselves if, we don't, if we're thinking we're drinking water without poo in it. Um, <laughs> anyway. I mean, it's, it's like that thing with bugs, you know. Yeah. The, the average human adult consumes something like half a kilo of bugs a year. Yeah. And yet, most of notice. us are not actively yeah. engaged in eating them, yeah. but they it, they get in. And, and, of course, just to really make this very topical, just in the last few weeks, months, there's been a huge amount of research just released from a um, number of universities around the world showing how much microplastic is in bottled water. Yes. So how much of this toxic stuff are you drinking anyway in the good water? Yeah. So, you know, so you're right, yeah, where the human draws the line based on what we think is right yeah. and wrong and God's going, no, you're good, I, I, I'll come to you wherever. Yes. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to bring you comfort, but I'll be with you in yes. your discomfort. Yeah, and, and the, there'll still be the guidance and the support and the love and compassion there to while we get ourselves out of it. God doesn't leave us alone, hold his nose, go, yeah, I'm not going there. <laughs> um, he's actually with us uh, through all of that. And therefore, that's why he may be the God of discomfort, but he's there with us in our discomfort. Yeah, yeah. And his ultimate aim is to get us out of that discomfort. But I don't think to chop the dis off to bring comfort. Right. It's actually to bring um, direction, um, enthuse, uh, drive um, the sort of um, person who actually has a reason to live. Okay, let me throw an edge on that because this is something that I've been considering really quite a lot. And I, I've, I, I think God even deliberately puts us into discomfort but not distress. I think we get into a state of distress when we don't follow God into that discomfort. But I, I, I come up with this idea that God 
if we allow God to PT our lives, to be personal trainer, yes. you know. Um, so he provides stresses, exercise, um, puts pressure, as you just said, that drive to mm. grow. Those things aren't going to be comfortable. And anybody who's done exercise, physical, you know, with a personal training is going, get away, work on it, you're going to get harder. You know, they, and we pay people to do we that. We pay people to do that for us. Imagine your personal trainer was doing that because they love you. Mm. Chris Matthews, you need to get those legs stronger. Let's go. Your back is weak. Come on, work on it, work on it. You know, if that was love that mm. was doing that, that's, that a, that's a picture. Yeah, and it has a purpose. Yeah. Mm. And I think, and I mean, I think that's one of the, the biggest things. God has a purpose for us. And therefore, we've got to be fit for purpose. And most of us aren't. Okay, so God is a God of discomfort. He doesn't mind us being in discomfort. And we reckon probably he actually puts us into that discomfort at times. But the question is, you know, how do we... The question I want to keep struggling is how do I live a life of discomfort without it becoming a life of distress? And I guess that's something each of us needs to work through. But I think underlying that is this really interesting question about whose idea am I living for a good life? Because I think that... Guides my that guides my understanding of what is comfortable. Yeah. So, and, and we were talking today. Today was a particularly stinking hot day, and you were you live up in the hills, and we're playing with the grandkids up in the hills. I was on the plane riding my bike through you know thirty three degrees heat. It was it, and I loved it. Did you did you like that heat? Um, it was well, it was, it was a bit uncomfortable because yeah. I was I was like you, sort of exercising yeah. to some degree. Yeah, yeah, but. It certainly wasn't unpleasant yeah. and, and I, yes, well, I appreciate, put it this way, I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know people who are redheads uh, <laughs> who just, who hate it or some friends of mine who are from Ireland who just literally melt when the weather is like this mm. and it's just not comfortable because their idea of a good life is not 34 degrees and stinking hot. Mm. So how do we determine for us individually what is the good life that this Discomfort is probably aiming at. Oh, hmm. I mean, I, I and you don't have to have an answer. It's yeah. it's a question we're looking for I here. Mean, I mean, one of the things that I'd look at is is that our decision. I mean, if, if God has a plan for us, that is it Him he, we should be asking, what is the discomfort for, um, rather than deciding Ooh. for ourselves. You know, uh, I think a lot of people are, want to be an apostle for God. Yeah. Um, and take it upon themselves to do what's necessary where God's sort of shaking his head and saying, no, 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 it's not the plan I had. Yeah. Uh, and I that's think some of that discomfort is, is God brings us to actually change our minds. Back, back to where he needs us to be. Um, in the- but other, the other thing it's also I find comfort can be discomforting. <laughs> I, I, I think I, you're doing it wrong. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm a very suspicious person, if you like, but I think whenever I feel blessed in a certain area... Right. My question is, what is God going to ask me to do that requires that blessing? Yeah, yeah. And okay. so I don't. So if I am feeling, for instance, comfortable financially, hmm. and to the point where I have excess, I know from experience hmm. that that excess is not for me to squander or or buy a Lamborghini or anything like that because. There's some time in the future where God is going to require that excess mm. because he's got it to me so it will go through me. Right. Um, and I think 
that's also discomforting in, in a sense, but it, it's kept me level-headed about the level of comfort God uh, wants for me. How, how much of a bastard is that, uh, for lack of a better term, for the 21st century Aussie wealthy whatever to know that everything that you've been given, everything that you've got is not for you and you're not in control of this and you shouldn't be. Yeah, well, some people hate that. Well, I can't say that I like it a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'm one. But, yeah, it's, it is um, It is that sense that this is the thing that I have been given, so what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? As opposed to, and I guess I just jotted down this note, who do we ask? Yeah. Who do we ask about the discomfort? Who do we ask about the comfort? Who do we ask about the distress? Where do we get our answers from? Yeah, well... Some of them, I think, work themselves out mm. and others are lack of understanding. For instance, if we use that financial one again, yeah, part of the, the, the thing that people dislike about that idea is the fact that if you've built up an excess and you know God's going to require it, mm. it's going to run out. But that's not what God says at all. God says, I, I will make sure you always have enough to be generous. So I think that... that the Paint this for me then. You're, you're working, and my wife and I are working, saving the nest egg. You're saving for retirement. You're saving your money. What you're saying then is that this money that we're saving for retirement, God might need it for something else. He might. And I've got to be willing because it's never mine. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but the, 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 <laughs> the trust involved in that is that God doesn't – God has nothing against us saving for our retirement mm. as long as our retirement doesn't become God. Oh, and that's what we have to ask. Mm. What am I doing this for? Yeah, because, okay. the, you know, yeah. whether it's your salary, whether it's um, what, what, whatever you're using to support yourself, when it comes to retirement, the big fear that most of us have, yeah. we don't have any visible means of support yeah. apart from perhaps the pension. And therefore God has perhaps abandoned us in terms of our income yeah. and our comfort even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas I, I think you know, God sometimes nudges us to say, no, no, hang on. I don't care whether you've retired or not. I've still got you. Yeah, and also, I don't care whether you've retired or not. And I know there's talking to a number of people who've retired. You're not going to be comfortable now. You don't get to be comfortable when you've retired if you're doing it right. You've got to keep growing. Exactly. Yeah, oh, retirement can be a death penalty if you think it's time to, time to <laughs> yeah. sit back and relax. Yeah. Time to get comfortable. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.